Hello, and welcome to the Community IT Innovators Technology Topics Podcast, where we discuss nonprofit technology, cybersecurity, tech project implementation, strategic planning, and nonprofit IT careers. Find us at communityit.com. Welcome to the Community IT Voices uh, interview series. My name is Carolyn Woodard, and today I am interviewing Saba Gebru about her job at Community Idea. So, Saba, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, Caroline. Uh, my name is Saba Gebru. I am the Director of Service Operation here at Community IT. Uh, what are your responsibilities? And when people ask you, what do you do? What do you say? My responsibilities are um, mainly focused in uh, service delivery and, uh, you know, any request that comes in in terms of technical work, whether it's incident or emergency, making sure those uh, incidents of request or uh, are you know address on a t- in a timely fashion, a fashion, and also uh, services are restored as quick as possible. I think that's one area of my responsibility. The other area is I'm responsible also for staff development, mentoring, coaching, and making sure that staff has and they have what they need to provide the, you know, the services that we deliver to our clients. And the last is, you know, also work in continual service improvement, always looking for better ways to, to, to deliver service, do, uh, you know, do efficiently. So that's another area of my responsibility. When people ask me, what do I do at Community IT? I say that I uh, help nonprofit organization meet uh, their mission by providing technology support and as well as, you know, helping them in planning in their IT, their IT infrastructure or cloud or whatever they So when you say services delivery, are you involved with the help desk or how is it different from the, the people who are on the help desk? So I, when I say service delivery, basically the help desk, um, the um, advanced engineering team, we have the on-site team. These are the uh, this, the team that I work with and I oversee the this team. And basically, it's involved directly with providing direct service to our clients, whether it's you know. The computer's uh, not working or output might not be working. Something is broken and that we have to fix it and we need to restore service as quick as possible. So that's mainly one. Yeah. So that's what I mean by one and service delivery. So on a typical day, um, what are the sorts of things that you that you do? Do you have a lot of meetings with all of the different teams? So uh, on a t- Honestly, a typical day. So we serve, as you know, more than 100 clients. And there is, the, you know, the days are completely different, but in some ways also there, there are some similarities. 
But a typical day for me would be, you know, starting my day with an advanced engineering team, looking at what are the escalations we have, and working with a team uh, to help in prioritizing and providing some guidance as far as next step. It could also be like we get a planned meeting because talking about emergencies and how do we handle this emergency. Um, and as you say, also there are meetings that I, um, with my team, I'm also part of the senior leadership here from ETIT, so we have meetings. And I also talk to clients. I have, I have clients too, and I talk to clients. That will be my difficulty. What would you say are the best things about your job? Like, what do you enjoy about your job at Community IT? So the best thing about my job at Community IT is that I would say there are a few things um, for our clients and um, the culture at Community IT and the people I work with. So when I, when I say our client, it's, you know, I find it rewarding to work with a variety of nonprofit organization to help them, you know, meet their need in terms of technology so that they can go out in the communities they serve uh, to make this world a better place. So that's, I think that's one. And here, you know, we have great people. Uh, as you know, we come, there are, a lot of people come from different places, different background, uh, and you know, listening to everyone's story, learning about a person's uh, experience. It's just, I think it's, it's full of you know different culture, and it's I find that really fascinating to just learn about my colleagues and where they come from. Um, the last one is my team. I have a wonderful team, honestly, smart. They do care about what they do. Uh, and um, these are the best thing about my job. And, you know, I am grateful, especially for my team, for what they do at Community IT and also for our clients that we serve. I, I think um, maybe technology jobs have a lot of um, stereotypes around them of what being involved in like, oh, you work on computers. Um, is there something about your job at Community IT that uh, most people probably don't know that you, you'd like people to know more about? So when I first came to Community IT, I had many clients. Uh, I used to go on site, provide hands-on technical support. So from there, you know, my role had evolved and you know, became an engineer and then um, project engineer and then service disk manager and then on the director of Throughout my journey, I kept few clients. And, you know, when I, in the beginning, I was providing technical support, hands-on support, but then, you know, you know, throughout I, now I provide to the same clients, uh, just IT planning, budgeting, consulting, you know, helping them, you know, determine what's the next move in terms of technology. Should they be 
moving to the cloud? What cloud should we be moving to? So uh, I think my my main responsibility is you know around service delivery. I also enjoy building relationships with clients and keeping that uh, keeping that relationship. Uh, so that's what I would say. I have clients that I've been supporting for all probably as long as I've been with community. I think that that's very interesting to. I think maybe when people think about technical support, they think they don't think about long-term relationships where you have this ongoing, it is like a relationship um, with a client and um, you're thinking about their, their needs, their business needs, their planning, their strategy around using technology. So that's really, that's interesting, different piece of the job, I think. Um, do you remember when you applied to Community IT and how long you've been at Community IT and what was it that made you, you know, want to have a, a job with Community IT? That was an interesting question. Uh, and so I I came to Community IT in 2007. So that's, I would say it's about almost 15 years. Uh, in terms of why... Yeah, you know, um, I was working at a, you know, in downtown Arlington, and my previous job was, you know, a client of Community IT, and we had an assigned. I'm not sure if it was assigned, but you know, a, a tech uh, at that time used to come to this, this, uh, you know, to the to my job and would help in technology or the issues that we used to have. And I was always intrigued with this person. <laughs> Come in, does the thing quietly, lead quietly. Very, uh, um, you know, had a very, you know, calm personality and humble and efficient. I'm like, you know. Hmm. So, and, and also was not, you know, would share the knowledge without any hesitation. Here's what happened and this is it you know how it's fixed and this is the next step in case this happened there's more need to do so I learned a lot from uh, Johan who, who was a, a the tech person at you know at my previous job and now he's our CEO and you can imagine so I really really appreciated his calm demeanor and uh, I learned a lot from him. And, you know, I applied at Community IT because I was inspired and I know that they, I knew that they worked with nonprofits and nonprofit is my, my passion. And, you know, the rest is history. I was hired and here we are. <laughs> so the, the last question was about you. Like, why did you feel... Um, that you wanted to be at Community IT, but now that you're in more uh, management, leadership, and managing a team, can you talk a little bit about maybe what Community IT saw in you? Like, what are the qualities and characteristics that make a good employee? You already talked about being calm <laughs> and sharing knowledge, being transparent. Are there are any other qualities that um, you look for when you're when you're thinking about new employees that you'd like to hire? Yeah, those three, you know, that's uh, those are good 
comments you, you made and in terms of quality, uh, you know, uh, when you work with technology, you also work with people. And uh, the technical skill, I think it's required, it's good, you can learn, you can grow, but we also have to have the, you know, like you mentioned, the company, like being, you know, friendly and uh, having an empathy and, you know, being, especially in the nonprofit world, uh, having a connection to the mission, like, you know, you have compassion, this is a mission of the work, the, or the nonprofits too, I think that goes a long way. And uh, that's what the, you know, those are the qualities I would think that are important. Um, so you said that you nonprofits were your passion and a lot of the people that um, we recruit to community IT are really interested in nonprofits and uh, helping nonprofits. Um, but if you were uh, talking to someone in high school or maybe college mm-hmm. who was thinking about this kind of a career, so technology with nonprofits, are there any like technology qualifications that you would advise them to start getting or you know, what are the technology, um, what's the technology path to, to uh, do the sort of job that you do? So, um, yes, if, if someone is, you know, looking into, into the IT world or, and then providing support, there are um, certain paths they can follow, I think, in general, the the technical would be in you know looking into um, certification, for example. You know, uh, what what kind of certification do I need, especially for entry level? And you know, there are you know certifications just for the entry level that you can work with. Uh, if, uh, for example, there is uh, CompTI that only focus on the networking. That's just a fundamental of general IT that gives you the foundation. Also, and along that is uh, Windows operating system. There are certification from Microsoft. I believe it's called Modern Desktop, specifically for desktops. That is also important. You know, the foundation about networking and the operating system. Nowadays, also, there are lots of Mac in, in, in the environment or you know, people use Mac for business. So Mac, Mac, Apple also has a certification called Mac OS Essential. I believe they changed it something to device support or something. But I think it used to be called Mac OS Essential. So those are the three things that are important to just start, you know, have the foundation and understanding of to provide support. That's the technical side. I also believe that there is something that goes to, along with the technical side, is a customer service. There are certificates, uh, especially uh, the Help Desk Institute has a customer service certification that you can take classes, you could get get the exam and also get that certification. So you have your IT technical skills uh, and then you have the, the customer service 
you know, skills that you need to start your new journey in providing support. I know that um, we, I constantly see the email announcements of different staff members who have achieved um, some level of certification or passed a new mm-hmm. test or gotten to a new tier. Um, and you mentioned earlier that one of your um, things that you do is mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted you to talk a little bit about how does mentoring work at Community IT, um, if you could. Um, mentoring at Community IT is, you know, based on individual, you know, you would work and assess each individual, you know, what their need is, um, is there a training they need um, in, in terms of, you know, areas, you know, one person could be needing certain training, another person could be certain training. So you just have to work, you know, well, start where they are and go from there, have a plan. And we also have, you know, something called skill assessments, a tool that we use. And based on that skill assessment, we were able to identify the areas each individual needs to be focused on. And we will um, find the training or work uh, in, in general, find someone who could provide the training within community IT. And uh, also there are informal trainings also in community IT that happens a lot, honestly. Uh, we have a, a process called uh, live escalation, for example, which you know certain people can uh, post the question, technical question. The engineers that are on the list would would respond. That also, like in terms of technical mentoring, that is a kind of like informal mentoring. It's not like you know the list that we have. We go through. We sit down with staff. Um, so that there is an informal and the formal process that we have, and we guide them, go through the process of finding shadowing opportunity for the areas they need, finding them someone who can actually help them do the training. Um, so that is that is how the mentoring works at the community. I've been really impressed through this series of interviews to learn more about how supportive community IT is. There's teams and then there's always a lot of mentoring and shadowing. And I think a couple of people have mentioned that when they first started at community IT, maybe they were a little doubtful of their abilities to answer every question that um, a client who's having trouble might ask them. And so it's really been interesting to learn um, how community IT internally is structured to support new employees uh, and make sure that the clients have the level of expertise that they need so that we're always you know, bringing the new employees um, improving their skills, improving their technical skills, and also their customer service skills, as you, as you mentioned. Um, So outside of community IT, if uh, maybe someone is at a different organization, that's not so supportive, do you have any advice on finding mentors or what, what would you, um, what advice would you give someone who's maybe not as supported and looking to find uh, someone who could mentor them in, you know, IT technology? So for finding support, the, there are organizations uh, and well, the ones I know generally in DC metropolitan area, 
However, there are organizations, I'm sure there are many places that help uh, with IT career development. And that's, you know, I find those uh, organizations, there are non-profit organizations, I find this organization be uh, very helpful in, in that sense to help even changing career, you know, providing technical skills. So that's one place I would go find out what's in your area. Uh, not nonprofit, especially that focuses on like helping bring up your IT interest need and support you to grow. That's one area. I also find a lot of groups in LinkedIn. There are so many groups in LinkedIn. I would recommend joining those groups you know, learning what the groups are and maybe asking and posting questions there. Um, the other thing I would say is talk to people, really. Uh, talk to family member by talking and, you know, finding out more information. That's how we find mentor. Uh, that's how we find, you know, coaching. And that's, you know, and then through coaching, through, through mentoring is where you find the support you need in, to grow in, in in the profession in, in general in, IT. in general also like it, it doesn't have to be it but we're talking about it here so i think someone said that to me um pretty early in my career too people can't help you if they don't know that you're looking for help they as soon as you and i think a lot of people appreciate being reached out to you know it's kind of flattering if somebody that you don't really even know on linkedin is like hey you know you're you seem like you've been posting a lot about this topic i'm really interested in it um you know could you tell me more about it people are often very willing to share their knowledge and their experiences um were you always interested in technology good question so before community IT, uh, well, before coming to America, I was working as a drafts person, which is basically uh, like, you know, you would work with civil engineers and engineers. It's a floor plan. So I, I graduated as a drafts person and um, I was working in... Uh, potentially get getting a civil engineering degree back, back home. So that was the plan. Um, when I came to America, uh, I was working at, uh, in Ethiopia Community Development Council uh, just to start my life, basically. And uh, somehow I was a receptionist there and there was a dialogue time. I don't know how I ended up in IT, honestly. <laughs> so... I uh, just started helping people and, you know, printers not working. Just, just, you know, that's how my IT profession start, started. Uh, the, you know, Ethiopian community the development used to, well, still set of refugees. And somehow I became part of the refugee settlement program and I was processing refugee paper and I realized, you know, I was taking classes and we need better system for not paper. So ended up building access database. So that's how my IT profession started. And I find it um, 
nice and rewarding. And also like working with people like, oh, what's broken? And you get to talk to people. Oh, this is how we we can fix it. And yeah, problem solving. Hey, there's a problem. IT related. Let's let's figure it out. Let let me see if I can help. So my interest, that's how my, my, my interest in IT started. And um, so I, you said that you came from back home and worked for the Ethiopian um, Refugee Settlement Program. So how did you end up in uh, Washington, D.C.? Do you, do you mind telling me the story? Sure. I, do you, I don't know if you're familiar with diversity user. It's, um, it's a DD, what's a lottery for immigrants? And um, the the it was the general idea of the diversity visa was to diversify the immigrant population in the United States, and and the idea is where there are low the countries that have low immigrants in the U.S. they get to or they were part of the diversity visa, and I think it was started in nineteen ninety. I'm not 100%, but I do know that the first uh, immigrant uh, through the diversity visa came to America in 95. And uh, my father filled out the form for all of my siblings. And uh, I won the diversity visa in 1996 when I came to US. And uh, I was the second diversity visa Batch, so you basically get green card and, uh, and basically work because of that. So that's how I ended up in the U.S. Interesting. Did you get to choose Washington D.C. or um, were you placed there? What? How did that work? Usually, you find a sponsor. So you would first you would the process. You apply. Once you apply, you know, get selected. And then once you get selected, you just, uh, you have to find a sponsor. So I had a family here and uh, that's how I ended up in DC. Yeah. Well, we are so, so happy to have you, Saba. And um, thank, thank you, you so me. much for, for talking with me today. I I learned a lot and um, it was really, it was really uh, wonderful just talking to you. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline, and peace. And I enjoyed listening to this voice uh, videos. You know, you do great. You do a great job. Thank you. Community IT does these free webinars and podcasts for our community, and we love sharing our knowledge and experience. If you have more questions or are having trouble with your IT at your nonprofit, please get in touch with us on our website www.communityit.com so we can start a conversation or schedule an assessment. Downloading any of our free resources there will get you signed up for our webinar reminders and you can attend our next webinar in real time and ask our experts your own questions. If you love podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits.